Are you crazy about chihuahuas? Maybe you're wondering if a chihuahua is the right dog for you. Perhaps you have a training or a behavior struggle. Well, look no further. Here you will find expert opinions, honest views, training and behavior advice, and much more on the Chihuahua Podcast. And now, allow me to welcome your hosts, Kate Masterton and Haley Miles. Over to you, ladies. Hello. 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 Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Chihuahua podcast. So listeners, let us tell you a little bit about ourselves. I'm Kate Masterton and my business is Carry On Canine. I am based up in Scotland, but I work with clients all over the world remotely. Um, So my speciality would be early development. I work a lot with uh, clients choosing the right puppy, what to look for in a breeder, and then bringing that puppy home and how to get the foundations right for that puppy. And Haley, you have your very own Chihuahua school. Do you want to tell our listeners all about that? Thank you, Kate. Hi, everybody. Hello. As Kate says, my name is Haley Miles. I am a dog trainer. I live in Herefordshire and I run Halo Pups Dog Training and I specialize in Chihuahuas. I also work remotely all over the world like Kate, predominantly with Chihuahuas that are labeled, I guess, reactive and as Kate said I also have a Chihuahua training school called the Chihuahua Charm Academy which is an online monthly training membership specifically for Chihuahuas and Chihuahua crossbreeds. Thank you Haley. so why are we doing this podcast? Why are we doing this podcast? Why on earth has it has what's what's possessed us? We lost our minds one evening. (laughs) (laughs) We did we lost our minds one evening right what happened was if you're happy with me to tell the story Kate yeah um we've been taught we talk a lot don't we on messenger I think probably most days most days we talk like on messenger and we're those annoying people who use voice notes a lot (laughs) (laughs) those voice note people we are and we would go backwards and forwards having conversations via voice notes basically about two hours and you know voicing our opinions about certain things <clears throat> and uh yeah just talking about two hours generally because because we love them <laughs> yeah and there's things that people need to know which is <laughs> like we're wasting our voice notes we should make a podcast <laughs> yeah absolutely and we were there, it was it did seem like a bit of a waste didn't it because some of them are t- the topics we were talking about we thought people really need to know this they need to be they need to be kind of in on our conversations yeah they do because a lot of the things we were talking about we both already knew the things we were just telling each other (laughs) (laughs) we're wasting our opinions and things on two hours that people need to hear this general public needs to hear this (laughs) absolutely absolutely and as we go on through the episodes you'll you'll understand what we're talking about so well I'm really excited to be here I'm really excited that we've got this going now because I think it's going to be good and I'm um our one listener hopefully will will enjoy it <laughs> our one listener yeah so should we talk about our our own dogs yeah that's talk a good our idea own dogs and and our own sort of chihuahuas and and tell everyone what our, our little our own little stories so do you want to talk about your dog yeah so i'll have a little talk about chloe so and there she chloe. is yeah obviously our listeners can't see but Chloe's come on camera now so um Chloe is 
she's near she's going to be two in January um I've had her from 12 weeks old um I've done a lot with her she's been on dog training courses with me she's um she came for my IMDT assessment with me um I've done scent work courses with her she's had to go man trailing which she decided was not for her but um the scent work course she really loves scent work um she's such a little good dog obviously I'm biased but I would say that she's an excellent ambassador for the breed she's confident outgoing and she's just my little angel <laughs> yeah and I have actually met Chloe and, and she's a gorgeous little dog and yeah you're right she is a great ambassador for the breed I mean I think a lot of people uh, you would you, you were telling me the other day that uh, uh, everyone who meets her say god I've never met a chihuahua that chilled or that friendly yeah everybody says I didn't realize that they could be nice dogs tells you a lot doesn't it pardon which tells you a lot actually about you know yeah people's perceptions yes which we will go on to talk about we will a bit more about people's perceptions but yeah Chloe is a fine example of a chihuahua (laughs) even though I'm biased yeah and she, she's she's really and she's um the fact that she's done so much she's done you know gun some gun dog training did you say yeah she's done some gun dog training as well we're working on delivery to hand that's amazing though that's really amazing that's very impressive I've seen the videos of the a bit of the gun the gun dog training and it it, it does look really cool so so yeah retrieving oh, about- retrieving a dummy out of the water amazing yeah yeah she can do a water retrieve as long as the water's not too deep. Yeah, that's that's not for her. No, no. <laughs> um, what about your little bow? My little bow. Well, she, well, what can I say about bow? <laughs> so, bow is not a, a purebred Chihuahua. She's my. She's a Chihuahua crossbreed um, with some terrier mix in there. And so, bow's got a quite a long story. And she's not. She's she was what I would call a rescue. Um, basically, to cut a long story short, I was fostering for a rescue. Oh, many years ago, fostering for a rescue. And and I saw Bo. I was due to have a dog in to me, which was like a poodle cross. And that was the next dog into me ready. But I came, I was on Facebook one day and I came across an advert that says, please, someone take this dog off me. She is toileting everywhere. And she, you know, the, the person writing this was using different language. Let's put it that way. She is toileting every, everywhere, biting me, biting my kids, won't listen, blah, 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 on and on and on. Please take, please take it. It's free. And of course, as you can, I saw this, I was appalled. I thought, oh my God, that poor dog. And as you can mm-hmm. imagine, there were so many people commenting, right? Oh, I'll come and collect her. I come, I thought, these don't oh. look great people, you know, very yeah. unsavory characters. And I was thinking, this dog is in trouble. And somebody's going to pick her up, use her for breeding. Because she's small and cute, but she's got these healthy, these temperament issues, you know. So I thought, I, I told the, the rescue, let's go and get, can we get that dog instead? Because she's in more danger than the other one. So they went and got her and all she came, the transporter brought her to my house. And we opened the boot and I went to reach for her and she had no collar, no lead on because the other owner couldn't get it on. And I went to reach for her and she launched at me. And she was tiny. She was like big eyes, tiny little puppy around eight months old. And she oh, just was terrified. And she, yeah, and she just launched at me rah, like a Tasmanian devil. And I, we shut the boot quickly. And I was like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, we need to get this. I said to the transporter, how, how much time do I have to get this dog safely and uh, you know out of the car? Because there was a road there and she had no lead on. She said, I've got 45 minutes. So I said, right, give me 45 minutes because I was a trainer then as well. 45 minutes, I'll get her out of the boot. I'll get her into the, my house safely. And I literally used every trick in my book. I was sitting on the edge of the, this might seem a bit weird, but I was sitting on the edge of the boot yawning and with my back to her and breathing and trying to get her more comfortable with me using tons of cooked chicken. Um, I eventually made a slip lead out of a, a lead that we had lying around and slipped it over her head. I managed to pick her up and my partner at the time literally um, rapid fed her chicken when I carried her into the house, put it behind the baby gate, shut the door and breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> that was the first thing. And then we had to make sure that we could get a collar on her to take her out to the garden for toilets. So, yeah. So luckily, Kiri was Kiri loved her straight away. They got on like a house on fire. And I thought, right, well, I'll foster her and help her. But I ended up keeping her because I realized that her her issues were so insurmountable and so severe. She had severe resource guarding, severe human and dog aggression, um, couldn't be touched hardly. Lots of things that I thought a pet owner would not be able to cope with. So I thought as a trainer might be a nice little project. I'll keep her and work with her. Here we are. And she's she's eight now and she's such a lot. She's a lot better. So she's got a bit of a story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You've done so much with her. She's so, so good now, isn't she? Yeah. She's come a long way. She's come a long, long way. And I was only talking to you, I think, the other day about um, uh, she like when I'm in bed or something, she lies on my chest and I can actually touch her and stroke her without fear of any aggression because yeah. we've done a lot of trust-based exercises, a lot of relationship building. And as we progress in the episodes, we'll talk more about that, of course, but that is so, so important for fearful and anxious dogs and dogs with with issues. Mm, yeah. So she's got a big story behind her. Bless her. <laughs> yeah, she really has blessed her. So that brings me to the whole point of why why chihuahuas like why why did I want to do this podcast is because people think that chihuahuas are nervous aggressive yappy little dogs and that's really not what they're about um and people don't appreciate that they're capable of so much more you know with the right breeding and the right upbringing we can do so much more with them and they're so such capable little sweethearts Absolutely. I mean, after having Bo, I've really fallen in love with the breed. I know she's not full breed, but she's type, type, you know, and really empathising with her. um, I just now I just yeah, I really love them. And I think they are so misunderstood. And that's why we are partly why we're doing this this podcast. It's really important, I think. Um, They've got such a bad stigma as well, you know, like, you know ankle biters um, yeah rats on a lead you know I mean it's not fair really is it no so should we talk about what a chihuahua should be yes we shall (laughs) um on a bit of a tangent there though um I was reading an article about in Japan they've got the first search and rescue dog that's a chihuahua it passed out of 72 dogs past the it's with the police in japan doing search and rescue for hidden people trapped in rubble and stuff 
I think I see that as well. That is so amazing, isn't it? That's so amazing. Yeah. Just shows how capable they are. Yeah. So what a a chihuahua should be. So according to the UK Kennel Club, the breed standard is they should be gay, spirited and intelligent and they should not be snappy or withdrawn. So that's Mm -hmm. the Kennel Club standard for temperament. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I've got my, I've got a, we've both, well, I don't know whether you, well, obviously the listeners can't see, but you're wearing, what are you wearing, Kate, just quickly? Just a girl <laughs> who loves chihuahuas t-shirt. Oh, what, sorry? I think just a girl who loves chihuahuas. <laughs> so I love that. So she's got like, it looks like Chloe on the front <laughs> with hearts all around it. She's got a big chihuahua on her, on her top, on a t-shirt, on a jumper. I love it. Yeah. And I've actually got a Chihuahua cup. We've got Chihuahua stuff everywhere. You've got a Chihuahua cup as well. But on my mug, on my Chihuahua mug, it says here, Chihuahuas are renowned as the world's smallest dog, which they are, but also for having the world's biggest personality. They are bold, confident, affectionate and alert. And that's what they should be. That is what they should be. However. <laughs> <laughs> However, what they should be and what some of them are varies greatly. Mm-hmm. But we'll get on to that yes. on a different episode. Yes. So um the breed standard, um, yeah. So let's talk. Should we talk about the pros and cons of the Chihuahua breed? Yes, let's. Okay. Um, do you want to start? Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so one of the pros and this uh, this applies to a few of the pros is that some of the pros are actually also cons as well so one of Mm -hmm. them would be that they're they are a sensitive breed um but they're so they're emotionally sensitive they're very key they're very tuned in to their person and they're very much a one person dog but so they're very sensitive to the needs of their owner but that can also go as a con because they're very sensitive to outside stimulus such as loud noises or they can be such as loud noises other dogs a lot of chaos going on they could be sensitive both ways Mm -hmm. and that's that's pros and cons that's kind of so a pro is on the upside they're very sensitive and tuned into their owner but on the bad side of that they can be overly sensitive Mm -hmm. which can also come down also can come down to breeding, which we will discuss again in another episode. Again in another episode. <laughs> a lot of them are highly strung. And I, that doesn't necessarily mean they're fearful. They're just like wired. Yeah. It doesn't say that in the breed standard, does it? <laughs> no, it does not say that in the breed standard. They shouldn't be highly strung. They should be steady. Steady and confident. The breed standard, official breed standard, said spirited. <laughs> Spirit is good. Spirit is really good. But spirit is not highly strong. No, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, they they can be barky. We know that. They can be very, very vocal. Some barking's normal, you know. Uh, Dogs do bark and they were bred, um, well, they're bred for to be a a good little watchdogs, but they're also bred, um, which I'll go in, in, into a second. But they um, they are barky and they do do a lot of alert barking. However, they, the barking shouldn't be kind of startle barking all the time. That's not that shouldn't be happening, really. 
No, it shouldn't be excessive. No, no. But they are generally a barky breed, aren't they? Yeah, they do tend towards barking as their mm-hmm. like go-to. But Chloe's a good example of that. She'll probably start barking now. But she, <laughs> So her line that she's come from, her breed line, her pedigree, is more of a quiet, they tend to be quieter. They're not excessively barky. Like when I went to see her as a puppy, I was amazed that her mom was there and her granddad was there. They didn't bark at me. That's amazing. Yeah. And there are breeders trying to kind of, you know, breeding for a quieter chihuahua, aren't they? Aren't yes. They? Yeah, there are. Yeah. So it's lovely. Excessive barking is not, is not really what you want. No, because it's not good for them either to be so highly strung that they feel they need to shout at everything all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So obviously we talked about a lot about the cons there, which, you know, as pros, they are small dogs, which are really quite handy. <laughs> yeah. Um, small dogs. They're very affectionate, aren't they? Very affectionate little little things. Yeah. Um, and I think they're highly, highly trainable. I agree. Highly trainable. <laughs> um and i think they are really um and we'll talk about this in future episodes again um but they are um very under um uh, underestimated in terms of their capability their training capability yeah they really are they are definitely i think they're underestimated in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um and loyal i think they're a very loyal dog as another pro like they're yeah. very much into their person yeah well like I was saying to you before they were originally bred any any toy breed was originally bred to be a companion for you know one person basically a one person companion dog and you know the toy breeds um, which is what the chihuahuas are in the toy breeds were bred to be kind of like you know um, companion cute pretty companions for the ladies at court or you know um, that sort of thing think think Queen Victoria's Dash so the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel her you know, they always had these pretty little dogs that followed them around. And that's the toy breed kind of thing. That's what they were bred for. They don't have a specific job. Only what well, they, they do is to be a companion. So when we think about a chihuahua, they are in that toy breed category. And so they are a one person dog, really, aren't they? Yeah. And they like to be with that person because that's really what they're bred for. So, so yeah. Um, but being small obviously has its disadvantages as well. <laughs> yes it makes them prone well it makes them fragile doesn't it because again so it's like the being small is a pro but it's also a con as well because it makes them a trip hazard they can be sensitive to cold weather Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that Chloe has to live in Scotland with me (laughs) (laughs) and the weather's actually been okay and she does have a variety of clothes so she's okay um and also you know they do live they're so small they do live in a giant world they do you know they they live in a this world that you know is like uh gigantic for them and so being small does have its disadvantages and although you know they are born being small it's still really it still would probably be really intimidating for them to to yeah. have to navigate our human world with um other dogs which let's face it most other dogs would be bigger than them <laughs> yeah like the people majority. are massive think, think you know a six foot guy huge and then you've got you know the traffic and the everything's massive for them so 
um we'll we'll talk about this of course but um i think uh you know although it's nice to have a small dog that's compact and and easy to take care of they don't take up much space and everything you have to be aware you have to empathize with them that, with them that they are small and that could affect their behavior exactly um, um sorry and they're more likely to react to things that a bigger dog wouldn't even look at because of their size yeah, you're going you're gonna to be more guarded if you're small. You're going to be more aware of that you could possibly get hurt, um, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about health issues? What so, are they prone to? So as a breed, they are a pretty healthy breed. I mean, they're one of the oldest known dog breeds. They are quite healthy. However, there are things that people need to be aware of. They can be prone to luxating patella which is bad kneecaps um and it's a known problem within the breed again this comes down to choosing the right breeder making mm -hmm. sure that they've done health tests and we will discuss that in another episode mm -hmm. when we talk about <laughs> finding a breeder but yeah it's something that you need to be aware of um, if they do have bad kneecaps it can be really debilitating for them um but it can be prevented with correct breeding and health tests um another problem is they're prone to poor dentition and again that comes down to choosing the right parents and careful breeding so that they don't have poor dentition so they're prone to things like underbites and overbites misaligned jaws and things like that but you don't really see it hardly at all within the dogs that have been bred by good breeders and what what would that would that cause issues with eating? Do you think, or was it would it be painful that it can be very painful? They can have it to the point that they're because their jaws misaligned, their teeth are going into their upper. Um, I can't think what's that the bit behind your teeth. They can be going into the not the gum. What is that the, bit the called? Thing, the thing. The thing <laughs> behind your teeth. It, it can pierce up into yeah yeah. Um, and say. Soft palate? A soft palate, yes, that's the one, yeah. So it can pierce their soft palate. Um, that would be an underbite. An overbite can pierce their tongue and their gums. It can mess with their eating, yeah. For clarification, it's an overbite that can cause their teeth to pierce their soft palate and an underbite that can cause them problems with their tongue, with the top teeth going onto their tongue. It can cause all kinds of problems. Because I um, I predominantly work with chihuahuas in terms of a training and behaviour capacity. And I have a lot of people come to me with eating problems. And that's why I ask, really. A lot of yeah. eating problems. And I'm just wondering whether it is something to do with the formation of the, the teeth. Yeah, I would say probably. Very likely. Because in some of them with poor breeding, it can be really bad. Mm -hmm. um, to the point that it affects their eating interesting really interesting so any any of you any listeners that have a chihuahua that are having issues with eating um and or they seem picky it might be a good idea to get them get them checked out by the vets definitely anyway but maybe but but a strong uh, emphasis maybe on the on the teeth i i think yeah i agree and i think the same with any of the dogs showing any kind of pain symptoms or even not even that just even reluctance to do anything or get it, it fat checked 
Yeah, especially like with luxating patella, if you have a dog of a chihuahua, have a chihuahua that is not wanting to walk or keeps stopping on a walk or is doing that little hop that little dogs do with their back legs. Um they yeah. just sort of they trot on those little hop. That can be yeah. a um a knee and because the next luxating patella is when the knee joint pops, kneecap, sorry, pops out and back in again. Yeah. Um so if that's happening, get them get them checked by the vet. And they can feel and they can also do x-rays as well. They can. Okay, well, should we talk about, we're going to talk about is a chihuahua right for you? So if you are looking for, if you're thinking about a chihuahua and you're listening to us, you think, well, ooh, is, it, is a chihuahua right for me? Um, should we talk about that? <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's um, do it. <laughs> Yeah, because actually some, some of our listeners might be listening for that very reason. They might think, actually, I'm thinking about getting a chihuahua. I don't really know much about them. Is it the right dog for me? Um, and I think a chihuahua is the right dog for somebody that would be very empathetic towards them and mindful that they are a small dog. Um, somebody that's got a lot of time for them because you are their number one interest, generally. If you mm. want a dog that's going to stare at you most of the time, then well <laughs> <laughs> um yeah somebody that doesn't have very small children or large dogs I would agree with you on that um yeah just because of the safety aspect really yeah um and we might get some listeners going well hang on a minute I've got small children I've got a large dog yeah I know this might cause some controversy, <laughs> but uh, we did say honest opinions. Um, we did say that, yes. Yes. So I would uh, generally advise against having a chihuahua if you do have small children or large dogs, just purely from a safety aspect, because big dogs can cause injuries to them. Even if they've been raised together as a puppy, they can trigger predatory drift, which is what it sounds like when a bigger dog decides that a smaller dog might be worth chasing and potentially hurting or killing even mm-hmm. small children don't understand that the dogs are really fragile and might pick them up grab them and that's really a chihuahua does not need that in its life yeah and, and a small child child is able to pick up a chihuahua puppy or, or a young chihuahua they're not really able to pick up a golden retriever puppy because they're so they're quite big, aren't they? But a chihuahua puppy is small enough to be picked up. And so you are more likely to get a small child a, picking up the small, smaller breeds like a chihuahua. And um, they are they are very, very fragile. So I, I it always, you know, when I see videos on YouTube or whatever, and there's, there's um, a, ch- a child with any kind of puppy, I always kind of wince a little bit. But especially when it's like a smaller breed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah absolutely and you know even even a child's hand I'm not talking about a toddler but a child's hand is is big towards it's you know a child is big to a chihuahua puppy so they're more likely to be that you know a little bit maybe defensive and try and defend themselves um and yeah you do hear a lot of chihuahuas breaking legs you know and falling off things and being dropped it's yeah, being sat on it, yeah being sat on uh-huh. um, yeah so, so from a safety aspect i think it, it just thinks twice if you've got young children 
and large dogs. <laughs> yeah. So the right person for a chihuahua. Yes. Let's talk about the right ones. Let's not be negative. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say somebody that's got a lot of time. Um, maybe, but even somebody that's um, can't is not that mobile would potentially be a good owner for a chihuahua. You know, because they don't need that much exercise, which is another pro of them. You know, maybe. Um, an older person or somebody with mobility issues a child would be a good companion for mm-hmm. do you agree i i do agree but i think if we're gonna they don't need that much exercise however they do need their brain stimulator they do need that mental enrichment i think yes i do i do agree on that yes so I definitely if you are, yeah if you're not if you're not able to get out as much make sure that you are replacing that those walks with something else um and you know they love to learn tricks and all that sort of stuff in, and there's lots of things you can do maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode again uh, <laughs> what you can do to entertain your chihuahua and keep their mind busy yes definitely which goes back to the point that it should be somebody that has a lot of time for them because even though they're a small dog they have big time needs <laughs> yeah and also someone that's going to be around a lot yeah because they're a toy breed they're in that toy yeah. breed category. They, they they want companionship. That's what they're bred for. Yeah. So leaving them all day to go to work is not really, oh, no, they wouldn't leave a dog all day anyway, but especially a chihuahua. So, so yeah. But also, we were just talking about somebody who's done the proper research on the breed. And that's my dog. Right. The ice cream man's just turned up. God knows why, because it's October and they're barking at the ice cream man music. <laughs> oh, well, well, this podcast contains two hours. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. There's some barking going on. Yeah, the ice cream man in October. What's going on with that? I don't know. That is anyway. <laughs> yeah, but someone who's done the proper research is, is you know, and we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we will actually talk about that next time. Somebody that's done the proper research and what is the proper research shows so things to look for, things to avoid, things like that. But yeah. So should we just give a summary of what the pros and cons are of having a chihuahua? Yes, we shall. So the pros are they're sensitive little dogs, they're engaging, they're intelligent, they're small, um, they don't need a huge amount of exercise. And um, do you want to do the cons? Yeah, they um, tend to be nervous. Edited to add, chihuahuas can be prone to nervousness due to poor breeding practices. Um, they are barky because they, have, they are vocal dogs. However, they shouldn't be excessively barky and they shouldn't be barking at every single little sound. Um, um, they do a lot of alert barking. They can be highly strong. And of course, being small, um, you know, that's also a disadvantage as well in terms of safety. And, and also one thing we didn't mention is there are reports of chihuahuas being taken by birds of prey, seagulls. Birds yeah. of prey, seagulls have taken them. So that's also a thing you've got to think about. And also the breed specific health conditions like luxation patella, there's that's rife in chihuahuas, luxation patella, and the poor dentition, like the overbite and the underbites. So so yeah. Yeah. And to summarise, who who a two-hour is for and who a two-hour is not for, um, it's a two-hour would be a perfect dog for somebody that has a lot of time, is mindful of the, their size, um, has done the proper research, 
most important. Um, a chihuahua yeah. is not necessarily for somebody that has small kids, big dogs, and not no time to put into training them. Yeah, I, I would say I would say if you're going to get a any small breed really but especially chihuahua you're getting a small small dog because you want it to fit in with your small house and you don't want to be walking it too much um don't think you're not going to be putting time into that dog because it's still a dog and you still need to train it and you still need to socialize it yeah okay um i think that wraps it up don't you for this episode i think so yeah i think we made it to episode number one we made it we made it oh my god um (laughs) Uh, next time next episode we're going to be talking about what to look for when actually buying a puppy um where to go the red flags we need to be aware of and the good things the good points to look for when you're buying a puppy thank you for listening to the chihuahua podcast if you've enjoyed this podcast please like subscribe tell your friends leave us a five-star review and we'll see you in the next episode Bye. <laughs>